Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Locked On 76ers. I'm your host, Keith Pompey. Happy Thursday to you. It's Thursday, January the 16th. I got a little guy, uh, not little guy, <laughs> like your little kid, but, <laughs> but I have my man Mark Narducci back. What's up, Mark? How you doing, Keith? I hadn't seen you in a while before uh, Wednesday's game. Yeah, it's because you've been hiding out somewhere, right? Where you've been, where you've, you've, been, been you've been on the road. Uh, yeah, that that is true. <laughs> but listen, so Wednesday, you know, the 76ers uh, defeated the Brooklyn Nets by the score of 117 to 106. Mark, it was a much-needed win for the Sixers. I mean, you know, the Sixers were coming off of a two-game losing streak. But it's crazy because it was another game where the Sixers won at home after losing on the road. So in the first segment, we're going to talk about this game. Um, On the second segment, we're going to talk about Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris had a a heck of a game. I mean, he played, uh, he was phenomenal, 34 points, 24 in the second half. Then in the third segment, we're going to talk about some of the things they need to work on moving forward. Um, i tell you what, one guy outside of Tobias, and we'll talk about him too, who impressed me, was Matisse Thibault on the defensive end. I mean, he played phenomenal. But let's talk about this game. Like, what are some of the things that stood out to you? And and it was a big win that they had to come out here and get. Well, here, here's the thing. It, the, the Nets are such a tough matchup, Keith, because of uh, they have three guards in, in, you know, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, and, and Kyrie Irving that they can put on the floor and have a lot of firepower. So it's a different kind of a matchup for the Sixers. But what I liked about the Sixers is they adjusted, especially when all three guards were on the court at the same time in the fourth quarter, a little under, a little over five minutes to go. And they started imposing their will and using their size, their size advantage. And I thought it was a nice adjustment uh, by the Sixers, and then they were able to... Uh, to, to put the Nets away. So, um, you know, without Joel Embiid, I know they're home. I know they're 19-2 and two at home. But they just need wins, Keith. They, they really do. And they have to hold the fort down until Embiid gets back. So, so I thought this was a real solid win against a team that, you know, you and I saw what, what the Nets did to them without Irving uh, in Brooklyn. So, um, so it was just a solid win for them. You know, here, here's the thing about this victory. Like you said, they needed a win. Um, but I'm, I'm really, okay, it was a solid win for the, victor, for the Sixers, but was it a surprising win? No. The Sixers no. are 19-2 and two at home. They're 7-14 and 14 on the road. You expect them to win when they come home, especially against a team right now that lost nine of 11 games. We're talking about Brooklyn. So, to me, you know, this was a great, you know, not this was a, a, a much-needed win. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it, it was the thing that stood out to me was the balance that the 76ers had. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, you look at Furkan Korkmaz, who shot three for six on threes, right? You know, you, you see where... Um, Tobias Harris, we're going to get more to him in, in the second segment, but he had 34 points. You look, we see Ben Simmons, 20 points and 11 assists. Tobias had 34 and, and 10 rebounds. Al Horford, 15, 
Furcon 15, Richardson 15. And, you know, you look at it, 15 points, and you look at it and you say to yourself, like, where were you guys at the last game? I mean, where were you? You know, because all of them didn't show up, you know. Um, so so you're saying that. I mean, not only that, you got James Ennis with six. You had uh, Neto with six. You had Norvell Pell with four, you know, two blocks. You know, so it, it's just one of those things where you say to the Sixers, yes, Y'all played a, a, a great game, but then you can also say, why was this game so close? So why was a good, entertaining game? You know, it was one of those things where, you know, it was 10, 10 ties and 12 lead changes. So, again, they slept well last night because they got a victory, but at the same time, and we'll talk about this later, they have some things to work on. No question, I, but they, they needed a win in, in the worst way. Um, and it was interesting, Keith, because you and I have talked about this before, that how Ben Simmons has been kind of a shutdown defender, uh, an all-NBA-type defender-type season. He had trouble with Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie can get his shot off against anybody, and he was giving Simmons a little bit of, a little bit of trouble defensively. So... They, they had one of their top defensive players who was struggling a little bit on, on, on that end. What they were lucky with was the fact that this was only Kyrie Irving's third game back. And, and I think he looked rusty. I, I, I still think the best of Kyrie we're, we'll probably see in the postseason, but we're certainly not, not seeing now. But that all said, they, they desperately needed a win. They were able to do it. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and I, I felt like Kyrie kind of hurt his team a little bit at certain stages. Did you see the air ball layup in the fourth quarter? Yeah, he there's he missed a lot of shots close to the basket where he got by guys. I mean, he was six for twenty one. I, I I think we're like I said. I think it's going to take a number of games for him to improve. But if he's healthy and the shoulders okay, I I, I think the Nets are. I mean, no one's going to predict a whole lot for them, but I, I don't know if they'll be an easy out in the playoffs. So um, it, it should be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. It, it, they're only going to get better. You know, I just feel like, you know, the 76ers, the thing that just, to me, is mind-boggling. And, and, you know, Brett Brown was asked about that pregame. He was asked about, well, Brett, you know, you guys shoot a certain percentage on at home. You guys are lights out. But on the road from like three, but on the road you struggle. And he just couldn't pinpoint it. To me, what's really going to prove something to me, and I know it's not the Knicks. I can't say that the Sixers beating the Knicks on the road to me is going to be, hey, they, they won yeah. the game. You know, so I think when they go to, when they go to Brooklyn, and if they can be able to win a game on Martin Luther King Day next Monday yeah. at Brooklyn, then I'm going to say, okay, I'm happy. I'm excited. Because, you know, from here, the next game they play against is Chicago, another struggling team. And so right now the Sixers look like a team that had <clears> – <throat> they were playing at home. They also have more um, firepower than, than Brooklyn. Don't get me wrong, Brooklyn's a, a quality team, but like you said, they're hurt. So, you know, Brooklyn's 18 and 22, the Sixers are 26 and 16. So, 
just one of those things that they were expected to win. A couple things, Keith. You, you, you mentioned about Saturday's game at New York where the Sixers are expected to win. Um, we were there last time. It wasn't exactly easy for them uh, the last time they were there. And the other thing is, after that Brooklyn game, they play at another kind of nemesis on the road in Toronto. So you're right. We're going to know a little bit more uh, by this time next week. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But look, when we get back from this commercial break, we're going to talk about the man of the hour, Tobias Harris. We'll be right back. All right, Mark, so what was your impressions of Tobias Harris' performance? Uh, what I liked was, was just how smart he was. Uh, he saw some smaller guys on him, and he took them. He had those pull-up mid-range jump shots. Um, I'm one of these people that doesn't think mid-range is a is a bad shot. I know, and Tobias mentioned after the game how an, analytics say it's not good, but he was just a, a smart player. When he when he had the size advantage, he used it. He's becoming deadly with that pull-up jumper. But also, Keith, he was four for six from beyond the arc. And, and when he's shooting like that, three-point range, well, then he's going to have an all-around game the way he had, as you mentioned, with the 34 points. Yeah, and, and, you know, in our video, we talked about it. <clears throat> and the thing is, the thing about Tobias is, to me, sometimes, you know, people always question how aggressive he is. They question, like, what happens to him late in games. You know, a lot of times I look at it, and when you, you talk to him and you interview him, he's always talking team, 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 yeah. team, team. So sometimes he'll, like, take a secondary role. But this was a night that he knew that his team needed him. So he came out and he played a certain way. You know, he was aggressive throughout. But as we also talked about in the video, the thing that really impressed me the most about him, um, you know, this season is his being an improved defender. You know, he's doing a lot of things on the defensive end. Now, is Tobias Harris a lockdown defender? No. Like, are you going to put him on Kyrie? Are you going to put him on, let's just name James Harden, people like that? Nah. <clears throat> that, that That's not going to be a good look. But at the same time, he's out there hustling, and he's doing a better job of defending the people that he has. But guess what? I'm not really mad at a lot of these guys who – have reputations of struggling on defense like he had in the past because I don't know too many lockdown defenders getting max deals. <laughs> right, right. They're, but, they're, they're getting it for the scoring. Yeah. Hey, I have to ask you this. What? He's averaging 19.6 a game. He's shooting about a little, little just under 36% from three. Is he going to warrant any all-star consideration? I think he'll... I think he'll warrant some all-star considerations. I think there's a problem right now. Um, the fact that the 76ers, you know, heading into uh, last night's game, you know, they were the sixth seed in the East, right? You know, you're the sixth seed in the East. You, 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 you already have two guys, like Joel Embiid, even though he's hurt, he's going to get voted to the all-star team, right. or starting team. And then, then you also have Ben Simmons. Now... You can argue, you can make an argument. It's up to you that who you want to pick, like between the two. But Ben Simmons was an all-star last year. So when that happens, it's kind of like you already have two guys on your team that's going to get more votes than you. 
and your team is in sixth place. So if a team is in sixth place, does it warrant three All-Stars? You know, you understand what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, but I do think he does deserve consideration. Honestly, I felt like Tobias Harris was an All-Star last year when he was with uh, the Clippers. Yeah. The, he got snubbed. And now he's here, and it's kind of like... You know what are you going to do? Or am I going to take him over Ben? Or you know, it's just it's just so much happening. The other thing is maybe the Sixers won't be a sixth place team by the time they you know the voting the voting has to be done. So maybe maybe that will um, will help him as well. The other thing is, and a lot of people are wondering if, if Ben Simmons is a lock now. If you notice, Keith, his scoring average is going up. He was in the thirteens. He's now over fifteen. He's scoring a little bit more, and we know what he's done defensively. We also know the liability that he doesn't shoot from the outside. We we, we get all that, but obviously, I I think he's I think he is an all star. We'll we'll see what happens. Who Tobias? I think Ben is, and I think Tobias. I would look closely at. I think he's put himself in that conversation. Is Ben an all star starter? Well, if you take both ends of the court and you take the defensive end, I think he makes a compelling argument. I know, I, I guess what, a lot of people think that Kimball Walker and, and Trey Young are, are going to be the starters. Uh, the two of them are never going to be on anybody's all-defensive team, let's be honest. So if you're taking the whole player and, and, and his whole game, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's a starter or not. I, I do think he's he's one of the uh, top players, and he should be on the team. Now, here's the thing about they're not going to be on the all defensive team. The All Star game is going to be is going to be decided at the buzzer. the The winning team is going to have one ninety seven. The losing team is going to have one ninety. No, I, I I get I get. I'm just, yeah. I'm just joking with you. I'm just yeah. having fun with you. Yeah. But yeah. Now the thing is, unfortunately for Ben Simmons, you know, when people people are going to say because of these videos came out this summer, there are going to be certain people who are going to say, "Hey, I thought he was going to shoot more threes. Hey, how come you know they have him doing this and doing that?" They're not going to focus on a defensive end. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't look at that. You know, when you see, you know, you look at sports center highlights, you see guys scoring a lot of points. Rarely do they show highlights of a guy shutting someone down, unless it's Kawhi. So I hate to say it, I have a vote. And the thing is, the thing is, it's like when you look at it, People don't. People in the West Coast really don't pay attention to East Coast games and vice versa as much as they say they do. You know what I mean? Like you may have a, a, yeah. a small fraction. So a lot of times you're looking at box scores. You're looking at, um, you know, you're looking at highlights. You're looking at this and that, and it's like, oh, maybe. Now the only thing I will say about Trey Young is to me. This just reminds me of when the Sixers were tanking and they had certain dudes who you felt like weren't that good. Now, I'm saying Trey Young is good. And they didn't, they're not scoring as many points as Trey Young is. Right. But at the same time, it was like, okay, player, how many points would you have if you were playing on a contending team and you didn't get all the shots? 
So some people may think of that for Trey about yeah. Trey Young. You yeah, know? I do not think Ben will be named the starter, but he should be on the team. And the fact that the coaches picked the reserves, I think, is going to help him because, as you know, Keith, before pregame we talked to every opposing coach, and they all say the same thing about Ben Simmons. Uh, I think he's he's held in high regard by the coaches, so I I think he he will be on the team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to hold you to it. And I'm going to go in there. I'm going to go in the <laughs> locker room. I'm gonna, I mean, we go to a practice later today. I'm be like, yo, Ben, Mark Narducci said you're an all-star. He was like, well, did you vote for me? I'm like, uh, I didn't. I haven't decided yet. And actually, that's true. The Today is the 16th. Um, I have into January the 20th to uh, select my all-stars. And I'll be honest with you, it's tough this oh. year. Is extremely tough with the guards, and the thing is, you were the way it comes out. You have to pick your Eastern Conference guards before you pick anything else. So with that, you know, what I mean? because the way it goes. So like, I don't know who I'm gonna pick with the East, and you know what? I get it. <clears throat> it's one of those things where people will say, "Come on, Pompey, you got to do the hometown good. You got to pick the Sixers." Well, I don't go like that. Oh, you know, no. I mean, I pick you, the best player. Pick the best. best player. Like, and and a dilemma is, and you know, we're getting a little off track, but the dilemma for me is right now, when you talk about the Eastern Conference front court, you know, you have Jimmy Butler. He has mm-hmm. Miami. You know, the most, excuse me, one of the most improved teams in the league. But then you have the Greek Freak Giannis. He's going to be on there. Then you have Joel Embiid. He's going to be in there. Um, But what about um, Pascal Siakam? Now, I know he missed some games, but he was playing phenomenally before he got hurt. I think he'll be an all-star. Yeah, I mean, an all-star, but is he an all-star starter? I don't think so. See, because of Jimmy. Now, if Jimmy didn't go, quote-unquote, and become a a forward on us before he was a guard, then that would alleviate everything. You would have Kemba. You would have Jimmy. You would have... Um, Siakam, you would have the Greek Freak, and you would have Embiid. But now Jimmy had to go forward on us, so it, it, it's a little tougher because you know there's really even know, even though he's a de facto point guard. For yeah, that. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 the real point forward, you know. But yeah, so it's just a little different. But look, after this commercial break, y'all. Um, we're going to talk about what the 76ers need to work on. We'll be right back. All right, Mark, so what do you think the, the 76ers need to work on? Well, it's it's certainly not a novel idea, but they, they certainly have to be able to shoot the three-pointer. I mean, they don't they don't have to be the best team in the league, and they're about in the middle, middle of the pack, Keith. But they have to. They have to. Um, e- even against uh, Brooklyn, they were eleven for thirty. Uh, not great, but enough. That's enough to you know you could win a game. And I think that's the number one thing that they still have to do. That they and Brett Brown keeps saying he wants his players to take them. Um, it, it certainly bit them in the, in the loss at Indiana. Um, and, and many other losses as well. But that to me, that's the number one thing, and that's 
That's why I think whoever they acquire, it is going to be a perimeter-type player. And I do think they will acquire somebody. Oh, of course they will. Yeah, yeah, they have to. I mean, <clears throat> right now it's kind of like they're, I'm going to say that, yeah, I'm going to say it. Their backs are against the wall, basically. They know they need to upgrade this roster. They need someone that's going to be able to knock down some shots, you know. Um, you know, there are some guys out there, we talked about them, but it looks like Langston Galloway might be a, a great pickup for them because of money-wise, you know, things like that. They can match that. Inspiring you know, contract. Inspire, inspire, yeah, and well, and then you look at you look at uh, a lot of people are talking about Cove. Like Robert Covington has a couple of years back on uh, left on his contract in Minnesota. You know, there right now teams are asking for a lot. Minnesota wants like a first for him. You know, so you know, um, if so, that's a good deal. Like think about it. If you were Minnesota, you got him from the Sixers, and in order for you to give him back, if you want him back, you got to give us a first. You know what I mean? So you know that's that's something, but. You know, we'll see, but you definitely the 76ers are going to make a move. By the way, kudos to you, Keith, and I hope if people didn't see it, they can read your story about all the guys that uh, you, had, you had written about that the Sixers were talking about and looking at. It's a really, really a good extensive list, and, and that's, a, that's a good job of reporting. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks. But, yeah, um, but, hey, y'all. Uh, we got to hurry up and go to practice. We want to thank you all for listening. Um, we'll have one tomorrow. I mean, we'll have one tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Friday. Man, this week went, went by fast, Mark. But we'll have one tomorrow and um, so you can have that and enjoy the rest of this day. Just like we're going to enjoy it when we get, once we get done with practice. And uh, have a great one. Oh, by the way, y'all need to follow my man Mark on Twitter. You'd have to because, you know, Mark is a must follow. <clears throat> also, there's not, like, in the past, I used to go to every practice. I used to do everything. But now it's one of those things. Sometimes my boss may want me to take off from uh, here and there. And Mark, you know, when he's there, he tweets out the breaking news and the whole nine. So, Mark, can you please give them your Twitter handle? At S-J-N-A-R-D. At S-J-N-A-R-D. Glad to do it. Keith, you also have to mention, sometimes you're not doing uh, practice because you're working on another assignment. So, it's not just taking off either. Yeah, yeah. well, that's what I meant. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take <laughs> off from practice. But look, y'all, I want to thank y'all for listening. I want y'all to have a, a great day. Peace.